0: So good for a while for Wales women against England, but it's another tough test in France this weekend. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty on judgement day coming up too. We'll hear from all four regions ahead of their big day out at the Principality Stadium. But first, Wales women, of course. An exciting game against England in front of a full house at Cardiff Arms Park. Great for around half an hour before England stretched out into a good win. Among the positives was the front row performance, particularly in the first half, and particularly from Guinevere Pierce, the loosehead, who's having an excellent Six Nations campaign.
1: We've revealed the game, and um, yeah, we're going to pick ourselves up. For France, then. There was definitely positives from that game, like the first 25 minutes, we kept them out really well. So I think just keep on doing the positive things that we did against England, but do it for the full 80 instead of just that 25 30 minutes.
2: How much fun is it playing in, uh, in Wales's pack at the moment? You, you props are uh, <laughs> running in the tries for fun, you know. How, how much confidence have you got scrumming down with that lot?
1: Yeah, it does definitely give us confidence. We're definitely taking confidence from the scrums. It gives like the backs good platform to play off as well, but we like new front three playing together as well, so I think we're working quite well together. Yeah, but it's really exciting. Four tries in one match for props, and I think that's...
2: (laughs) I don't know how old Kelsey is, but you and Cecilia are both very young, so that could be a front row for many years to come.
1: Yeah, well, Kelsey's the same age as me as well, so, yeah.
2: Looking ahead to France then, another big test, another world-leading team. What are your experiences of playing France?
1: Um, So I've never played France away before. I've either been injured or not selected, um, so I think it's going to be... Really exciting game. I've heard that they've got big crowds out there, so yeah, it's going to be an exciting game.
2: Well, you're used to big crowds now. Uh, what was it like on Saturday, that occasion, seeing no empty seats, the choir, the fireworks? You know, what was it like?
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Like, I think the game on Saturday, the anthem was the best I've ever sang. Like, it was amazing, the excitement and everything, and the crowd was so good. Like, it just kept us going.
0: Props can be brilliantly insular than just concentrating their bit of the game. So do you think you won on Saturday, because things went pretty well for you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, um, we were targeting their scrums. Um, We feel like we've had two good games as a pack, and we definitely won a few scrums, and I think England... They didn't lose the scrum before us, so that's a positive. You won
0: the penalties. You, you were able to sort of get over the game line regularly. The fact you could do that against a side that very few can do it against means going ahead looking to France. You can't be that worried about the French pack.
1: Well, we know that um, France are a physical team, so we need to like just keep to our processes and um, stick to plan, I think, um, against France.
0: Probably say the four best players on the pitch were Sarah Byrne, Hannah Bottomer when she came on, and yourself and Cecilia. It's sort of amazing watching the props being the (laughs) dominant players in the game for so much, and against Scotland.
1: Yeah, I think credit to like all front row as well. Like Kelsey is a great player as well, and like in the scrums, she's great. So it's all credit to all of us, I think.
0: The change to professionalism, you've turned your life over probably as much or or maybe more than most. Just describe what the last. 18 months have meant for you moving down.
1: Yeah, it, it's changed a lot. Like, I lived in the middle of North Wales, like, in the countryside, and, like, moving down here, it's been, well, it's been amazing. Like, it's changed so much, but it gives me opportunity to, like, better myself as well, Um, like, recovering on my days off and stuff, so it's been great.
0: And how much do you think do you see an improvement in yourself, and how much do you think is still to come?
1: Yeah, like, just physically, like, I've lost 10Ks since I started, but I've also built missiles, so that's been really good, but I just need to keep on working on that now.
0: And it's paying off, but you'll need a similar performance, or better, in France. The Welsh points came from the boot of scrum half Kira Bevan, so how did she look back on the game?
3: Yeah, really, I think we can definitely take positives from that. I think we've rattled them away, way they haven't been rattled, probably since the World Cup final. And I know a couple of our girls have spoken to some of them and, yeah, they were stunned. It's just, can we keep that going now for 50, 60, 70, 80 minutes? So, yeah.
2: What do you think was the reason that you guys fell off? Was it fatigue or do you think England up their game?
3: I think at half-time they definitely upped their game a little bit and, yeah, we just got on the wrong side of the air account as well from the referee and it's a tough game then when you're on the back foot, I think. We had some really good instances in that game. Obviously, a lot of work-ons. For us moving forward, you know, we've got a great opportunity to put that right against one of the best teams in the world in France. So, yeah, we're going to be looking to fix some of those things and, uh, you know, we have to learn and we have to learn very quickly. Do
2: you think now is the
3: best time to go to France?
2: <laughs> you know, to talk about getting back on the horse against another
3: equally tough mm. side. I don't think there's every easy time to go to France. The French crowd are quite brutal. But, yeah, I think... I don't think there's a better time to right some of our wrongs. Yeah.
2: What is it that makes it so hostile? Is it the crowd? Is it the you mm. know why is it so difficult to go there?
3: I definitely think the crowd. They've had fifteen thousand plus for years now. I think so. The crowd is is tough. They're just due, and they like you just don't know what France are going to do. And I think that can be very difficult to defend against and attack against. What are your memories of playing in France? Can't hear a thing. They're very loud. Very loud fans make a lot of noise, and yeah, the French are quite big. <laughs> <laughs> Talk us then
2: through the occasion of Saturday I think that was one of the mm-hmm. huge positives. From what was it like walking out of that tunnel?
3: Like amazing. I think you know the the team at the WIU have done an amazing job in putting the game out there, and you know it was a sellout crowd, and yeah, it was just a great atmosphere. You know, and the crowd just got behind us no matter what the scoreline was in the end. Everyone stayed and said how well we played after the game as well, and I think that that does mean a lot for us as players.
0: Kicking, I know you spoke about it, yeah. <laughs> but just to talk about it again, Simon Middleton's comments and mm. your reaction to
3: them. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's just a bit bizarre. You know, I said in the week that he's got some of the best goal kickers in his squad, and it is a bit of a bizarre one. You know, Emerson's a really good goal kicker. You know, he's got Emery Scarrett in the mix as well, so. I, don't, I didn't personally understand it, really.
0: <laughs> How much has your kicking progressed since turning professional? I didn't even know you mm. kicked a goal until about a year ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably when I took it a bit more seriously and, you know, just add another string to my bow. Yeah, I think there's definitely more I can work on and I'm working closely with Sean on that and we have been a little bit inconsistent in this tournament. So, yeah, I've, I've still got lots to work on with regards to goal kicking and I'm just looking forward to doing that with Sean, yeah. How
0: much is distance? What are you working on?
3: I'd be happy with about 40-plus. Yeah, that's the aim. Touchline won't be an issue then.
0: <laughs> What's the longest you managed?
3: 40 with a bit of wind. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> then you've got to pick yourselves up for Italy, which in some mm. ways is, is the game that decides if it's a good or a bad Six Nations.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we could be in a very similar position to what we were in last year, and obviously that Italy result didn't really go our way, but we're in a pretty good position and a good place as a squad to hopefully go out and make a statement against France and then finish the tournament on a high
0: one Wales player missing was wing Karis Williams-Morris. Part of the deal with her employers, the RAF, was that she would play for them against the army at the weekend. So, how did that go?
4: Yeah, it was amazing, to be fair. It's always a good occasion, and it's kind of like the pinnacle of military sport. So, like, being involved in that fixture was amazing. Obviously, unfortunate to miss a Six Nations game, but, yeah, it was really good to see all the girls again. Unfortunately, we were on the wrong side of the result there, but... No, I really enjoyed it, it was good.
2: How would you compare the rivalry of Wales England uh, to the rivalry of the Army RAF?
4: Yeah, it's massive. And I think like naturally like we're the underdogs as the RAF as well. Kind of the same with Wales and we're still on that kind of journey as a team. So I think the next few years are really exciting for the RAF women's team and, and equally for Wales as well. So yeah, definitely a massive rivalry there as well. How much do you owe to the RAF
2: for? Your career in professional
4: rugby. Well, yeah, everything at the moment. To be honest, like I wouldn't be able to be here in this environment if it wasn't for the RAF supporting me. So I'm so grateful for that support and to know that, you know, once my short rugby career will be over, you know, you've got to think about the future and my future career. And I'm really fortunate that once I retire from rugby, that I've got that to look forward to on my military life, which I'm really looking forward to.
2: No ordinary job is is the hashtag that they use. How much pride does it give you to be a flying officer?
4: Yeah, like huge pride. And I think just being part of the organisation, like what they do and how they support me as an athlete at the moment is amazing. But knowing that, yeah, like I said, when I go back into that, like my career can be so varied and the opportunities to be able to travel, to be able to work with amazing people within that organisation like yeah it's definitely no ordinary job and I wouldn't want any other job in the world. Did you keep your eye on Wales England when were you playing at the same time? Uh, So our kickoff was 11am so we finished and then we obviously have to go upstairs there's lots of sponsors around lots of senior officers and things like that so obviously had to go and speak and mingle with people like that but I was trying to have my phone on and keep an eye on the game but as soon as I got home I yeah, watch the game back on replay. So. You get excited, in you know,
2: that first 30 minutes, you're like,
4: whoo! I know, that, yeah, the girls started really well, and I think that was a really good show for us in that first 30 minutes. Obviously, it's just we build now from that and, and go into this week. Given that you've been
2: capped by England, is that the game that you probably would have been most gutted to miss? <laughs>
4: um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's going to be a challenge, isn't it, with that um obviously would have loved to have been involved and and I've been chatting to a few of the girls, you know, the Six Nations fixtures for next year are out. So fingers crossed, like the calendars don't clash next year and I can play in both of them next year. Thoughts on France then? There's going to be another
2: really, really stern test. They're pretty rampant at the moment.
4: Yeah, like one of the top teams in the world and like we can see that from their form in the last few games and obviously watched how they went against Scotland at the weekend. And I think they really thrive once they've got momentum in the game. So if we can start how we did against England and then kind of keep it, and we want that 80 minute performance. So we're really focused on that and building towards that this weekend. Have you had any experience playing in France before? Um, I played for England in the 20s actually in France. But yeah, just obviously from being a spectator, I guess, on the Six Nations, like you always see that they've got massive crowds there. Like the atmosphere will be amazing. Like similar to how Cardiff Arms Park was at the weekend. So I think getting used to those bigger crowds is, is something that we need to work on as a team. And then, yeah, we'll probably thrive in it. We're used to it now with the with big crowds in Cardiff. But I guess that's nothing for an RAF officer, is it? <laughs> no, I think with the professionalism of the game, like we are professionals now and you kind of do thrive in those environments and you know what you're going into. So we can deal with that, take the emotion out of it and put a performance out there.
0: When you saw the dates clashed, what was your reaction?
4: Um, well, I knew like I like I want to represent the RAF, and that's like they are like two of my favourite fixtures in the calendar, like playing against the Navy and against the Army. And there's a, an agreement there, you know, the RAF fully support me to play rugby. So it was agreed that I'd miss the game against the Navy, and that's when we played Ireland. And then I'd then miss the England fixture to play in, in the Army fixture. So. Like, I appreciate that there was a balance there. I don't want to compromise on either of them. So hopefully, like I said, there can be not a clash next year.
0: England obviously managed to stretch away. Wales competed for a long time. You're the perfect person to ask. Do you see in that earlier stage of the professional journey a comparison between England of three, four, five years ago and where Wales are now?
4: Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely the professional environment and we're just in the start of that now and we're growing into it, whereas England have had that for a good few years. I think the pathway that England have and the player pool that they can dip into as well, a lot of our girls are playing in the Premier 15. So, you know, the more players that we can bring through from grassroots and kind of, I think, us performing well and and local girls coming to watch and filling the stadium and young girls getting inspired by us, like, that's going to only encourage more and more girls and we'll like reap the rewards. It might be five years' time, ten years' time, but all those girls coming through, and I know the under-20s and under-18s programmes have been going really, really well for the Wales girls. So, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time and it's little small things now. But no, it's an, an exciting time, definitely.
0: And again, you look at the way the ball went wide for England and the tries scored by the wings, the greater the skill set, the greater that development, the more chances you get... With a bit
4: of space out wide, yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah, that's all you want as a winger, like the ball in space and kind of time to make decisions and and back yourself. So, and the the more we play together, like we'll get used to that. Obviously, a lot of us are quite not got as many caps, so I think the more we gel and build together as a team, we'll definitely get
0: that. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. good luck to Wales women out in France this weekend. Before that we have judgement day at the Principality Stadium. Let's take the games in the order they'll be played and first up will be the Dragons against the Scarlets. In a moment we'll hear from Dragons coach Di Flanagan but first Scarlet scrum half Kieran Hardy as they look forward to a pretty important couple of weeks with a Challenge Cup semi-final against Glasgow to come after the Dragons match.
5: Yeah obviously it's a big game for us because obviously we got got a big game next weekend as well so the boys want to put in a good performance this weekend and obviously with these derbies you know everything goes out the window a little bit and so I don't think form is taking much into it and they'll come ready to go on Saturday and um, we'll be ready to go to build towards next weekend too
0: Is it still a big occasion given no one is going for those playoff positions given that they are still regional derby games?
5: Yeah, it's definitely a big occasion for the players. To be able to play in the Principality Stadium is obviously special. It's a bit different feel to it. To have all four teams there would be great for the game of Wales. And uh, we're looking forward to the challenge of going up there and um, having a good game.
0: You mentioned um, confidence uh, has been a big thing for yourselves. Can, can you pinpoint why it, there's been a scarlet the first half and then a, a second half to the season? What's been the main difference, do you think?
5: I don't think you can put it down to anything in particular couple of things probably have gone our way a bit more. Uh, you get rubbed with the green sometimes and you end up on the right side of the result. And I think winning is probably a habit as well. And obviously we've had a couple of good results and then going into the next week, you know, you get that feeling that you're not going to lose that game because, you know, of what's been building. And um, we're pretty confident at the moment. And, you know, there's a lot of ability in the group. We always knew that, even though we didn't start the season very well.
0: For you personally, still two games to shine and two games given that there'll be an extended World Cup squad. Announced imminently as well.
5: Yeah, it's big. Obviously, um, won't be playing as much rugby as possible, um, and obviously my focus is completely here. You know, we have got a big couple of weeks with the scholars and making sure my performances here warrant uh, to be involved in these two games, and then anything after that would be a bonus. I know it's a big year. Obviously, a lot of boys. I think I'd be lying if said if you know everyone's looking at the World Cup and wanting to be a part of that and the, the training group. So, but ultimately, focus is here at the moment, and just make sure we do everything right.
0: Just how different is Judgment Day compared to a Wales International Day?
5: You know, I think it's pretty similar. I think it's pretty special. Anytime you get to play in the stadium, to play those regional games, you know, the tough games in the stadium, it'll it'll feel probably like a bit like a test match on the weekend. Um, and we're looking forward to the challenge. and looking forward to going up there. You know, it's just the occasion of playing, you know, boys you know in the stadium, the Wales play their home games. There's, there's always a bit more to it.
0: Obviously, when you're playing with the scholars players, they're the people that you're with 30 weeks a season, whereas internationally you're together for a few weeks. Is it a different experience with those guys, some of whom it'll be the only time they get to play there?
5: Yeah, definitely. Boys always look forward to these games, um, to play against boys you know, boys who know each other obviously very well. And, you know, it's an opportunity for boys who haven't played for Wales, uh, who might potentially play for Wales in the future to put their hand up in these games, because ultimately these games are uh, judged on battles in Wales and where you stand in those kind of things
0: Welsh Shield technically you're still in it you just have to go out and do your job get a bonus point win is that any part of the dressing room conversation
5: for us it's just about going out there and putting on a performance we can be proud of and ultimately we're obviously looking for that performance that we can keep building on giving us confidence in the way we want to play leading into next week you know we haven't really spoken about the Welsh Shield as such we just spoken about how big a game this is for us and making sure we nail everything in the week
0: Just what does it mean for the Dragons in your position and given the way the season's gone?
6: Well, it's been a turbulent season for us. Um, at home, we've been pretty good. Away, we've been pretty poor. So we, it's, we've got areas we've got to improve on, but this gives us a shot at finishing the season on a high. You know, the Scarlets are in form. Uh, Ex-Scarlet, it's great to see. And some of the boys down there, they're playing real well. And it's a challenge for us and one
0: you know, we need to look forward to. Yeah, you'll obviously understand where their success is coming from. Is there something that you can see developing in a similar way for you now? I most certainly. I look at the, the next generation in Joe
6: Roberts, Ryan Combe, Tom Rogers, and we've got a generation like that. that we have to nurture the same way he's nurtured down there for the last four years. and They're flourishing from that success of their pathway, and we need to do that as the future goes
0: nice to get a game at the stadium towards the end of the season yeah superb isn't it you're going to have the best 60
6: players in Wales playing on our national stadium and it's the best stadium in the world rugby wise and hopefully we can get a good atmosphere here I'm sure Gwen Faithful will be here supporting us so it's one we're looking forward to
0: Talked about the home record and how it's been better this season that'll give you something to build on a platform won't it?
6: Yeah we need to make Rodney Parade a fortress you know our people deserve that the the history that Rodney Parade has deserves that and, and we need to make sure we're tougher to beat there you know I think it's four wins at home this season but more importantly we've lost a lot at home and we're close losses and we need to turn them around next year because whatever the budgets whatever the restraints at home we need to be a force to be reckoned with and that's a big ambition for us going forward
0: but you look at that scarlet success in the Challenge Cup where of course you had that slightly odd game up in Glasgow to finish your campaign how important has that been for them, but also you've had that European experience as well and you've tasted some success there. Yes,
6: yeah, it's been huge. So specifically, you look at the Scarlets, how they transformed this season around again, dropping in some more youngsters, dropping in some quality, uh, more continuity in their selection, but having them games that they grew confidence from. And we, unfortunately, missed that opportunity by losing the Po at home and losing the Lions at home, both by less than one score. And Hindsight's a great thing. We've turned them games around. How does our season look? But it's important we try and finish as strong as we can. We've got a great day here to look forward to against the Scarlets
0: lost Ross Moriarty that's but Steph Hughes signing and a few other players you've been able to keep how do you assess where you are looking forward to next year uh,
6: obviously it's disappointing lose Ross yeah, I've been very clear on he's someone I want at the club because he's such a good person and he gives everything every time he plays but with Ross leaving he may open a few doors to potentially do recruit a couple more positions that may give us a bit more strength in depth um, uh, we made our recruitment decisions early I think everyone was clear in house where we are there's no ambiguity in house as players and staff and and I've tried to be as fair as possible and you're seeing the announcements now early because you know we're pretty settled in that sense. So
0: how do you assess what you've got looking forward to next, uh, next I'm year? I'm
6: super excited what we've got. We've got a generation, like I said, the scholars have and we need to make sure we nurture them boys well because they, they're the future for us. But also around that, we've got people like Steph now with his feet under the table who can change culture, set examples, lead standards. We've got a core of homegrown players It's important to any environment that you know you have local boys in the Jersey and we were able to announce eight of them on the same day. Um, unfortunately, at Glasgow only one of them was able to play and it shows you like how important homegrown is to the region. And Going forward then, it'll be about securing the next group who are out of contact as
0: early as possible. And you've got a few current under-20s, recent under-20s, beginning to come through. How important is their development, that 20 to 23-year-old development that's basically going to underpin the regions, we think, for the next few years.
6: Yeah, it's massive, and I'm a big believer you can't rush it through. You look at Will Reid now, he's been exposed to some good experiences, but also you've got to make sure he doesn't have too many bad experiences, and we need good people around him, and that's what Steph Hughes gives us, and hopefully we can recruit a couple more people like Steph who can set that example for these youngsters.
0: Then in the second game is the Ospreys against Cardiff. We'll hear from Cardiff captain Josh Turnbull. second. He featured for the Scarlets in the first-ever Judgment Day ten years ago. But first osprey's coach toby booth
7: i 'm really looking forward to it because, having been in double headers and been in you know European knockout games in england i 've you know i 've been to Premiership finals and bits and pieces in, in the clubs that i 've coached so yeah, big days out are to be enjoyed as well as they are a reward for all of the unseen stuff you know the well, I nearly said the winter is in the rain, but that's every week in the rain, to be fair. But, uh, you know, those sort of things. And this is what we do it for. We do it for, for big occasions, to be successful, to win games and enjoy that part of it. Because that's the, the motivation and the fuel for you to keep wanting to do it. The feeling that it gives you.
0: And When you've been playing Montpellier, Leicester, Saracens, does that give you an advantage against the other Welsh teams who've been in the Challenge Cup? no. Uh, short answer, I don't think so. I think that Derby...
7: I was listening to Talk Sport on the way down here and they were talking about, you know, that certain fixtures, Derbys in particular, form book goes out the window and it's just who can deal with the emotion on the day, who can deal with... And it will be an emotional day, right, because of the backdrop and the change and bits and pieces. So that, I think that it's often about who performs well on the day. And as you saw, for example, in our Saracens game, You know, we were three points down, 65 minutes, it just takes one moment. You lose a few key moments, that can be the difference in in tight games, and derbies are predominantly tight games normally.
0: People may denigrate the Welsh Shield, but you've shown this year how much it can mean. Yeah. It's a sign of recognition, you know, the fact that, you know, and I know that
7: was important to certainly the fans I spoke to last year, the fact that they had bragging rights in the pub on the golf course was important. So every small thing, it's emotion that drives sport. And the more you can fuel emotions, the good emotions, everyone benefits from that. So I think that, you know, that in itself is worth competing for. It's massive uh, in terms of coming to the
8: National Stadium, playing in front of all your friends and family, supporters from all four regions. It's massive and hopefully we get a real good turnout. And what's your best memory? Because you were here the first one, weren't you? I oh, was here the first one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think Oh, I've had some pretty good games for Cardiff against uh, Ospreys, gone right down to the wire. There was one I was involved in, I think, 2017 or 18. Nick Williams, Alan Wynne-Jones on the side of the field at halftime was pretty tasty. What um, did they say to each other? <laughs> <laughs> I think Nick was trying to put Al back in his box a little, a little bit. But uh, no, there's been some pretty good games and because of the size of the pitch. You know, you can throw that ball around and, have a, and play some real expansive rugby and people don't realise how big it is until you're actually out there. Best memory? Actually scoring a try against the Ospreys a couple of seasons ago. Off the back of the lineup. yeah. Fell into my hands. From one of their, I think they made a line mistake and I just capitalised. The Welsh Shield, does that mean something for the players and the teams? Ultimately, it gives you entry into Heineken or Champions Cup rugby, so winning that gives you an opportunity to play the top teams in, in Europe, and that's ultimately what you want to test yourselves against, and that's something that we'd, we'd like to achieve. The emotion of the situation with Peter passing away now got the situation with players leaving as well. It's a, that gives you added motivation for the rest of this campaign now? Oh, Definitely, and I think like, a couple of weeks ago when everything started to happen off the field, you know there was quite a few boys who were down, and the mood wasn't that great, to be honest. Especially the last couple of weeks, I couldn't be more complimentary of the boys, the way they've handled things um, and really come back at it. You know, put was in a good position in that game against Sale, mm-hmm. uh, won that and obviously that was on the back end of Peter's passing, and which was a really sad time for everyone at the club. What about yourself? You seem to have played more games this season than ever before. I mean, <laughs> No sign of you waning or I'm looking at how much longer are you going to carry on for? Uh, As long as I'm still enjoying it is the the answer. Um, There's been times where it's been tough and I've maybe questioned it, but ultimately, while I'm still enjoying it and while I'm still feeling physically fit, I'll keep playing it because everyone keeps saying, and I speak to a lot of people, you are a long time retired, and I'm aware that I'm probably coming to the the tail end of my career, and I've probably only got one, maybe two seasons left in, in me, and ultimately, I'll look to start transitioning to
0: something else then. And good luck to all four teams, of course, as well as Wales women. Plenty to react to next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, Goodbye.